Hello, and welcome to Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. Recently, I realized to myself that pretty much all of us have some sort of sort of story that we can tell, or we do tell to other people. And I don't know if it's um, out of empathy that we do it, or it's just a, it's just something that we automatically do. So I'm going to be talking about this in today's episode of Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. And today's episode is We All Have a Story. So welcome back to today's episode. Like I said in the intro, I realized recently that we all have some sort of story that we could tell people about our past And we can all relate to each other. And I never thought about that, like, in great detail. Really, I never thought of it at all. I always thought that my story was unique and no one had my story. And I remember going to my very first um, 12-step meeting, um, which was an Al-Anon meeting, and sitting there and hearing, sitting in the room and hearing multiple people tell my story and me understanding them and understanding that I wasn't this anomaly, but I was in a, um, I was in a household that pretty much a lot of people have, right? Because we all tend to think that you know, my, my parents are messed up, you know, and then they start, people start talking about their family. And then you think to yourself, well, if you think that's messed up, let me tell you about my family. And and it goes on and on. And it, even if you don't have, even if your parents or your siblings were fine, you, you find out that maybe your grandparents had some stuff going on with them that, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. So we all have this story to tell. I can remember um, specifically going to a um, SLAA meeting. And I I think it may have been my very first SLAA meeting. I had been in Al-Anon for like two years and then realized that Um, although, um, I had drawn, um, boundaries with my qualifiers and I was able to get that under wraps. I still was having the same personal behavior, um, that I had always had, you know, and I needed to investigate this more. So I remember going to my first LAA meeting and remember sitting in the back row. Um, and you'll find that out a lot about people that go to 12-step um, programs. Usually, um, if it's your first meeting um, and you come by yourself, um, you tend to kind of lag in the back because, A, you're like, if this has nothing to do with me, I have a quick out. You're like, I'm gone. Like, poof, 
out the door. Um, but if you come with a sponsor, that's a little bit different. Or you come with a friend who's already in program, you usually follow their lead. They sit down, you sit down, and you know, regardless of what happens, you sit there. But I can remember this first meeting. I sat in the back, and I remembered listening to the speaker. And I was intrigued by what the the speaker was saying and and how they said it and and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I heard the shares after the speaker that I really began to understand that I was just like them. You know, we're we're all the same. Like we all, you know, we come from different households. We come from different religions. We come from different, um, you know backgrounds completely but the one thing remained we all had this one story and um i can remember growing up thinking to myself that no one went through what i went through i would tell my story to everyone um especially as an adult i would tell people my story you know you know, I, you know, you, you didn't have it worse than I did. You know, my mom did this or, you know, my dad was never there. And, and, you know, my sister who was my sister, but she left me with this alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. And I would tell my story to people, not realizing that I'm, as I'm telling my story, thinking that I am the only person that has this story you come to realize maybe later on that people have the same story. It might be a generic version of your story. Um, it might be, like I said earlier, you might have a generation removed. So let's say, for instance, your mom and dad or mom or dad, brothers and sisters are fine, but you have an aunt, an uncle, a cousin or grandma and grandpa who has dysfunction. And, you know, I would listen. There's My friend had a story, and, I, and I'll explain this. Had a story where mom and dad were okay, right? But he would go to grandma's and grandpa's um, for the summer, and he would spend time with them. And dad drank our grandpa drank heavily, sorry. Grandpa would drink heavily and grandma would go out with her friends. And I'm doing the air quotes, but she can't see it. She would go out with her friends. Um, basically, she was cheating on grandpa. And this all came out in like some kind of family gathering. You know, everyone was figuring it out. And the next thing you know, this huge blow up starts. You know, but mom and dad were okay. Brothers and sisters were fine. It was grandma and grandpa that had the issues. And this deeply affected my friend um, because, you know, he looked at his grandma and grandpa as stable people in his life. And here is this dysfunction and it affected him. Because now, how do you, how do you approach this as a kid, and how do you accept it? You know, what do you, like, it for him? It was just one big mess, 
And I, I sat with him and we talked about his story and, you know, I told him a little bit about mine and he's like, you know, I totally understand how you feel. Cause he had gone through this whole situation. And I realized recently, um, Listen, I'd be in a store somewhere. Let's say I'm in the grocery store and I'm in line, minding my own business. I'm going to go pay for my stuff. And let's say there are people ahead of me and you can hear their conversations and you realize that there are people in this line that have the same story. If you listen carefully, they have your story. And you're like, wow, I, I didn't realize these are total strangers and they have my story. Which, you know, makes me think to myself, maybe everyone needs a 12-step program. But, eh, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but I, I just, I found that really interesting because I always, I had always thought to myself, you know, I always had this badge of how special I was because this was my story. And it was tragic. And, you know, you don't understand me. You don't understand how anyone could be like this and come to find out that there are millions and millions of people that have my same story. It may vary differently, but they have my story. And and I had to think about that and go, wow, you know, And, and and it's brought me back down to earth. So I don't tell my story um as much to strangers as much as I used to as a matter of fact I rarely do it anymore I'm very conscious about who I talk to and what I talk to them about especially when it comes to my story you know growing up with an alcoholic parent um not having um a mother or father figure uh, having relationships that were totally in my control, but out of my control. I tend not to talk about that unless I'm in a 12 step program and I'm at a meeting and the situation approaches itself, but I don't go up to people and just, you know, like I used to during a random conversation with someone and be like, Oh yeah. You know, when I was a kid, this, I don't do that anymore. Because it's irrelevant. And unless they bring it up, I won't say anything. But like I said, I've I've noticed that if I do, you know, kind of sort of mention it, people tell me their story. And I realize that, to be honest, we're all the same. We all have a story. We all have, um, we all have dysfunction of some kind in our family tree. Um, Even in, in relationships with friends, there's some sort of dysfunction there that you think is only migrated to just you, but everyone is affected by it. And it's not just you. There are other people that have that same story. Um, I hope that today's podcast um, touches you. Um, I hope that you get something out of this. In program, we always say, take what you like and leave the rest. So even if there's one thing that you heard 
that you identify with, then as a podcaster, I've done my duty. My job is just to give you my story. And if you find it amusing, if you find it informational, if you find it as something that you can relate to, then I've done my job as a podcaster. Um, You can find um, Diary of a Codependent Love Addict on Facebook. And um, I'm grateful for that. You can also find it on um, Instagram as well. Um, I don't have very much content on Instagram, but um, hopefully I'm going to get put more stuff out there. And I'm also looking at doing YouTube, um, although that does take up a considerable amount of time. Um, but I'm out there. I am grateful for all my listeners. I'm grateful to have this podcast. I'm grateful that I'm able to help people through um, any sort of um, addictions that you may have. I hope you find this informational. I appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Thank you so much. And I look forward to um, bringing you something new and adventurous soon. So thank you very much and take care. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Diary of a Codependent Love Addict. Uh, We all have a story. Um, You can find me at Facebook or you can shoot me an email at codependentloveaddict at gmail.com. I hope you have a uh, wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Thank you very much, and I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.